Michael, you know I love that sound. You know why I love that sound? Why do you love that sound? Well, mostly because the audience can't hear it, but mostly it's the sound that starts when we start a new podcast. Right. Because our audience can only hear our awesome theme song. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, welcome to our, is this our third episode? Our third our, installment? Yes, it's our three, our threequel. Our three anniversary. Yes. If you can't get past the third episode, why are you even in podcasting? It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, we, got, we got an exciting one this week, Mike. Yes. Yeah, we do. One of my uh, personal favorites. A video yeah. game I could never beat or probably get off of the same, uh, <laughs> off the first level. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, each, each of the weeks, um, like a, this is a little bit of a behind the scenes of, uh, you know, bottom shelf. Uh, usually, like, we'll, we'll come forward and it, one person is a little bit more excited about one of the, one of the prospects over the other. And usually we'll pitch it. So, like, mm-hmm. the first week we did we did Black Hole, and that was something that I was pretty fired up about, and I was pretty excited about it being on a Disney Channel. And then, Same. And, yes. and then last week we, we, you know, we talked about, um, you know, the Avatar The Last Airbrender, and we talked about the Dragon Prince, and that one, we, we were both pretty kind of fired up about it. But this week, this week was, was, all about, was all about Mike, so I had to do a lot of research to catch up. But that's not a bad thing. Right. Right. Every time I enter a wiki page on one of these things, I I just come out so much fuller and so much more complete in my knowledge. <laughs> For sure. And we hope that you guys feel that way too, to make a, a more nuanced decision about what you prefer. Mm-hmm. But let's talk to you about what we're actually doing. Um we're bottom cat or we're bottom <laughs> shelf dreams, not bottom cast. That's probably something else. Yikes. Um, bottom shelf dreams. And um, we scour the internet to find the underrated or obscure products that don't get enough love. And then we imagine a world where they're on top of the food chain. So I'm Mike. Um, I am a man who's been stuck in the 90s for the past 30 years. <laughs> I'm Adam, and uh, I don't have a snappy intro, but I, I enjoy the 90s. He does. And the yeah, early aughts. And, and the 10s. Yeah, you can pretty much add the word retro after your name, Adam. Yeah, that's me, Adam Retro. Yeah. So for this episode, we have um, the top shelf item, mm. and that is Street Fighter 2 by Street Capcom. Fighter 2. Exactly. And then we have the bottom shelf item, still loved, still has a fan following, but not nearly as iconic in popularity, and that's Fatal Fury 2. <laughs> Classic Fatal Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, right, right off of the top of your head, yes. um, what are some famous sound effects from Street Fighter 2? Um, I believe the correct answer to that is Hadouken. Yes, absolutely. What are some popular sound effects from Fatal Fury 2? Um, I, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> and we're hoping to solve that, that problem by the end of this episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, 
Uh, here's a here's a little thing. We got we got some fan comments. They're not male. They're fan comments, and they're yeah. not really fans. Who does um, male? That's weird. Yes. So, based on our last episode, people were upset that we would dare say mm-hmm. that Avatar: The Last Airbender was was trash it was inferior and we hated it and that we were worshiping at the shrine of dragon prince and we refused <laughs> to leave there and i i think they misunderstood um what we were trying to go and partly that's my fault because i titled the episode um dragon so prince like- is amazing and avatar is trash and i spit on it yeah it was very um, salacious Yes, but we've changed our episode. So this episode's called What If um, Fatal Fury 2 Was More Popular Than Street Fighter 2? Yeah, and, we, we kind of came to the realization that's more in line with kind of what we're yes. trying to go for on this show. We're not trying to necessarily be antagonistic. We're just trying to bring knowledge and excitement mm-hmm. to something, uh, a series or, you know, uh, a resource that might not be as popular or something else. Yeah. This is not a comparison show. This is an imagination show that asks the question, um, what if Fatal Fury got all the attention and popularity that Street Fighter has now? And we do that in every episode, um, not because we think the other one's trash. In fact, we understand and know why it's beloved, but because we want to see the other guys get a turn. It's true. And, you know, all the things that we talk, we've talked about so far, including today, we, we stand behind it. We think that the products mm-hmm. that we're offering you are, are, are solid and they're worth your time. Right. And um, hopefully after this podcast, you will be right up on board with our train, which goes into Fatal Fury territory. <laughs> so without uh, further ado... Uh, we should go right into the facts of Fatal Fury. We should. I wish we had a theme song, like, right into the facts. <laughs> that was it. Perfect. That was it, yes. So when you hear that, you know what you're getting. Quality. All right. So Fatal Fury was created by SNK. Mm-hmm. Um, it came, the second one, the sequel, came out in 1992 as a combatant to the very popular Street Fighter II. Um, it, I hope I'm pronouncing, but it actually has a former staff member from Copcam, or Capcom working on it, Takashi Mishima, uh, worked on the original Street Fighter and uh, moved over to the SNK team and worked on Fatal Fury II. So it actually has some insider knowledge yeah, and in the course of our of you know, I I I'm not aware of uh, of the game. I've never played it, so I did some research. But apparently, people consider Fatal Fury to be the spiritual successor to the original Street Fighter game. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, I didn't want to rain on your prey, and I want to jump ahead. But that was something that I found. I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's mm-hmm. like a, nope. I was just going to say, ironically, Street Fighter 1 and Fatal Fury 1 were both lackluster attempts to start a fighting series. In both games, you could only play as one or three people. 
um, which was kind of the norm in fighting games. Picking one to three people, that was generous enough. But when Street Fighter blew everyone away with its eight playable characters, and get this, Adam, one <laughs> of them was a female. Whoa. And I know. The idea of being able to select a female fighter was so new. Um, so then SNK fired out Fatal Fury 2 with their eight playable characters, also one being a female. <laughs> a ninja. A ninja, yes. So um, you have all the iconic characters that everyone needs to memorize. You have Terry and Andy Bogard. Uh, one with street fighting style, and the other with ninjutsu. You have Joe Higashi with Muay Thai. Mai Thai. Uh, you have Big Bear, the wrestler from Australia. You have Jubei, the judo master. Uh, you have Cheng, the Taiwanese master of Taiji. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to pronounce her right, name right, but Mai Shiranu. The, the Kunoichi Ninja and Kim Kefawan, the Taekwondo expert. So if there's one thing Fatal Fury gave us, it gave us names that are almost impossible to pronounce. True. Mm -hmm. So one of the things Fatal Fury uh, prides itself on Street Fighter is that it has a deeper story that it cares more about. And so the story of Fatal Fury 2 is um, after the host of the last tournament, Geese Howard, was defeated, a secret benefactor, uh, Wolfgang Krauser, started up a new tournament. Um, and spoiler alert, he brought along three boss friends. Billy Kane, a bow staff fighter, Lawrence Blood, a matador, and Axel Hawk, a retired boxer. So I know what you're thinking, Adam. You're thinking, man, where have I heard this before? Yeah, Mike, where have I heard this before? Well, some people might say it's oddly similar to... Um, the Street Fighter 2 in their four bosses. <laughs> but I have to argue, they don't have anyone as business savvy as Geese Howard. Mm -hmm. Or Wolfgang Krauser. I mean, I think M. Bison would disagree with you, but go on. I mean, M. Bison's a good tyrant, but how business savvy is he? I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to move the Benjamins like M Bison, but geese. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the there's definitely more um, there's more subtlety in, 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 in geese and how he how he acts. Mm -hmm. If M Bison is a sledgehammer, then geese is a scalpel. Yes, I, I think I wish I could name our show that, but <laughs> sledgehammer yeah. and the scalpel. Yeah, where <laughs> where each each episode we figure out who's the scalpel. And who's the sledgehammer? That's it. We don't talk about anything else. <laughs> right. Like, okay, Tom from Tom and Jerry is a sledgehammer, <laughs> and Jerry is a scalpel. Got it. Oh, absolutely. I could That's do a harder on that one alone. <laughs> That's the episode.
Yes. <laughs> said tweet. Um, yeah, I think some, some other interesting things to talk about, and I don't know if we're going to get into this, but um, even the, the gameplay, the gameplay is pretty similar. I mean, it's, you know, it's the rudimentary days of, of fighting games, but um, uh, one thing that it has over uh, Street Fighter is, and that it's second dimension, right? So Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Street Fighter, classically, you're just, you know, up front, one dimension, you're all on one playing field. But a certain Fatal Fury game allows you to jump between, um, like, a, like, a forward path and a backwards path. So yes. To, so not only did you have to balance combat on one plane, you, had to, you could jump and dodge between two, and that was very, mm-hmm. you know, kind of paves the way for 3D fighters that we have today, like Tekken or uh, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, and those kind of games. Yeah. Today's fighters... Um have moves that just come so naturally out of your hand. I mean, you push forward, forward, back, and you do uh, like a Raiden spear, or you do forward, forward, axe, and you throw uh, that harpoon. But um, it was Fatal Fury that invented the almost impossible finger-breaking moves, um, where you had to do like down, roll forward, and roll back, roll back, then forward, X, A, B, C, just to do, like, um, Terry Bogard's, like, fire punch. (laughs) Um, And, like, so if ever there's been, like, and that was the norm in the beginning of fighting games, is you you had to, you had to memorize the controls. Um, You had to plug in a second controller and just practice on the dummy until you mastered it. There was no such thing as button-bashing confidence. <laughs> True. And, you know, along those lines, uh, the, even the, the gaming cabinets were, were very different between the, the two series. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, t- traditionally when you walk up to a, a fighting game cabinet, you see on the artwork, you can see those combos that you're talking about, or, like, usually the yeah. simple ones, like the up-down, strong punch, weak punch, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Fatal Fury, because the machine that they were on was a specialty-made one where the cartridges could be swapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no dedicated cabinet for, for Fatal Fury. So Fatal Fury oh, is yeah. actually one of the first uh, video games to, fighting games to include um, you know, tutorials on how to do combos in between cutscenes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, like, brings me back. Um, <laughs> It showed you that little like A B C D button, and if you push this, you go forward, you go backwards. Uh, that was like that was like one of the triggers that you knew you were getting like a special game, like mm-hmm. something that nothing else could ever provide. It's true, um, and this jumps right into the systems that it came out for. So, mm-hmm. um, raise your hand if you have any of these systems. So. Originally, this game came out on the Neo Geo, um, the Neo Geo CD, which was the official console of SNK. But did you know it also came out for the Sharp X68000? <laughs> it was a Japanese-only home computer, and it was rocking 2 megabits of RAM and 80 megabits of storage. 
Now, to play this game, it would need every bit of RAM. Uh, because this game was technical. It's true. It, it's like chess, but with yeah, the benefit of punching your opponent in the face. Yes. So, and it also came out with some ports um, for the PC Engine CD, uh, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, and the Game Boy. And I know. We all know that one kid who owned a Neo Geo. <laughs> right? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I've never heard of a Neo Geo. What is a Neo Geo? Oh, oh my gosh, Adam. Adam, you have opened up Pandora's box with this question. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should save it for another episode. Oh, then. my gosh. Okay, <laughs> everyone. Um, the Neo Geo is better than the Dreamcast. No, okay. First of all, the Neo Geo is the Dreamcast, and I'll explain that later somehow. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but basically all you need to know about the Neo Geo is you couldn't afford it in the 90s. Mm -hmm. you, could you could only really play it at the arcade. Okay. And it had things in it that blew the Super Nintendo away, because Every game boasted of 100 megabits. That's a lot of bits. Yeah. So it was the holy grail of gaming. And only your rich friend whose dad like owned Kodak could really <laughs> afford one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. So specific. Yes. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, so did you, yes, oh, I was saying, did you know um, Street Fighter 2 had a bunch of add-ons, which was Street Fighter Turbo and Super Street Fighter. And also you could say it's Super Street Fighter uh, Turbo, which came out on the, on the 3DO. It's true. Um, oh, but Mike, don't forget about Street Fighter 89. What is that? <laughs> Street Fighter 89 was Street Fighter's side-scrolling answer to Team Double Dragon. Oh. <laughs> it bombed, so it's no wonder you don't, you don't know about it. I didn't know about it. I know. I just did I've, some research. I've never been stumped, but wow. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah, yeah man. It's, a, it's like a Street of Rage kind of port, but with Street Fighter characters. Wow. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, We're, that's not going to be on our episode. The nice. Street Fighter '89. Yeah, that's a little better than <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Rage. Yeah. That that was a freebie. Um, yeah, but yeah, do we want to get into the the technical bits for uh, for Street Fighter? Right, right. I'm just going to end with the fact that um, Fatal Fury came out with Fatal Fury Special, which yeah. was kind of like their add-on, which added all the boss characters. Brought back Geese Howard for those who were begging, Ooh. complaining, and crying. Spicy. Um, also brought back Duck King and <laughs> Tung Fu Ru. Wow. Um, Tung Fu Ru was like a master Roshi that could mm. turn into the Hulk. Yes. In, so, in the, the screen captures, I've, I've seen a gameplay for this game. I kept seeing this dude, and I was like, is that actually just Master Roshi? That's... Right. 
I mean, there's <laughs> like I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that, that he's just straight from Dragon Ball. He looks yes. the spitting image. And right. I, something something that I found doing uh doing research for this game, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that they were inspired by was from anime and from manga and stuff like that. Like even mm-hmm. the iconic fireballs and like the energy moves are from you know like a nineteen eighties anime that um the mm-hmm. the the creators you know from Capcom and SNK kind of borrowed from right. But of course, you need that one American um, <laughs> in the game to show that you are a diverse, which is why you have Terry Bogard, who wears, um, he wears the iconic leather jacket, the red hat, says things like, go wild. <laughs> Come now. Too awesome. And so he is, if that's not America, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I know that when I'm playing sports, I yell, go wild, when I throw <laughs> a ball. True. I mean, you watch those pro- professional sports, and you just, you, you know, it, it's, honestly, it's distracting sometimes. Yeah. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, he throws, throws the football, yells, go wild, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nails that touchdown. It's true. And doesn't it, uh, the game also takes place in a fictional city in the United States, right? Called, like, Southtown or something? Yes. So the first one involved Southtown. Okay. Um, the second one uh, went to Street Fighter World and just made it global. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so, Southtown is where Terry and his married gang of thieves are from, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, the, this game got a score of 75.63 on game raking game rankings for the Neo Geo port. Uh, but the Genesis, Super Nintendo, um, their ports weren't as good or as clean because, you know, nothing could compare to a Neo Geo. Um, but the one thing you did get in those versions is you could play the bosses. It was probably like a special code where you had to play the game for 80 hours and you had to break your thumb and but you could play as the bosses. So that is my facts. Dems Dems the facts. Mhm. Um so switching gears going switching on over to to Street Fighter. Um I, again uh I I mean I started my my research here where I I started my research for the other ones. I just wanted to look at the like the financial impact that um, this game had, and I, I was, I knew it was popular, but I didn't understand how how popular it was. It actually is, if that makes sense, Mike. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was it. So obviously, it came out. The first Street Fighter came out in '87, um, but uh, so since '87, the entire franchise as a whole. Has made twelve billion dollars, Michael. <laughs> twelve billion dollars, and Street Fighter Two alone made ten billion of those twelve billion dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, so yes, yeah, you could say that Street Fighter Two is kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so Street Fighter is probably one of the most popular 
fighting games, um, you know, to, to be on the market right now. And L kind of started with, with Street Fighter 2. Um, you know, the, the story revolves around uh, the two central main characters, Ryu and Ken, who are, you know, rivals and friends that are traveling the world, you know, living the martial artist dream, trying to improve their, their skills while living off the land. And they get kind of embroiled in this tyrant M. Bison's fighting tournament to become the king mm-hmm. of fighters. Um, so, but what are his business skills? <laughs> his business skills include genocide, um, <laughs> <laughs> using psychic abilities to fight, and having lots of clones of himself. But we don't find out about that till later. Um, right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this game is is, is so popular. Um, it's it's you if you think of a game platform, it's been ported to it. Uh, you know oh my I gosh! Know, you want to know how I know that? Because you I have labeled. a list. I have, oh, I have a please list. tell us. <laughs> okay, starting with the 3DO interactive multiplayer, we mm-hmm. have the Amiga. We have the Amiga CD32, the Amstrad CPC. The Arcade Atari ST, the Blackberry, the Commodore 64, the CPS Charger, the DOS, the Dreamcast, the Fujita FM Towns, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Color, every iOS device, Java <laughs> ME, Master System, I'm not done, Mike, Microsoft <laughs> Windows, every mobile phone ever in existence, Nintendo 3DS, the Nintendo Switch, the PC DOS, Every PC engine, all the PlayStations 1 through 4, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita, the Pocket Station, the Sega Genesis, the Sega Saturn, the Sharp X60 00000, (laughs) Steam, Super Nintendo, the TurboGrafx-16, the Wii, the Wii Virtual Console, Xbox, XX60, XX Live Arcade, Xbox One, and last... But certainly not least, the ZX Spectrum. Oh, man. <laughs> that is quite a list, Michael. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I would say of those, there's maybe like, maybe a quarter of those are actually decent consoles. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Could, right. could, you, could you imagine seeing someone trying to play Street Fighter on a BlackBerry? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I'm just thinking of the ZX Spectrum. I mean, what did it have? Three colors? Yeah. And you, you had a keyboard that was beige? Yep. <laughs> Epitome of just 1980s computers. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, th- those are all the systems available on, and it makes sense about why why it's made so much money. It's it's available on on so many platforms, and uh-huh. um, I have another list that I thought about reading, uh, but I decided against it. Um, <laughs> and that list was the amount of characters that are involved in the Street Fighter universe. Yes. Um, so instead, I- I'm just gonna settle for. Um, just talking about maybe some of the specific characters that you're gonna get that you probably you probably have heard of, you probably played as. You know, mm-hmm. so you got the classic Ken, who's the exact same as Ryu. He just has a red gi and is blonde. Um, mm-hmm. Some people will argue with you that that is not the case, but I'm with you a hundred percent. 
hey man, it's I, I I get why it exists. It was there to bring in a Western audience. I'm okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then we got the classics like Chun Li, Dollism, Balrog, Guile, M Bison that we talked about, Vega, uh, Zangief. You know, these are all classic characters. Chun Li with her classic little little Asian buns on her on her on her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you know Zangief, Russian wrestler extraordinaire with some great chest hair. You know. <laughs> Guile with his air kicks and crazy hairstyle, very reflective of the '80s American mm-hmm. military. Um, yeah, so I, that kind of leads into the hallmark of the game, and the game is um, centered around this idea that there's a, a tournament for fighters. There's no real deep, there's no real deep story that you can get into, but essentially, M Bison, who's the leader of this. Um, terrorist not terrorist uh, i don't know he's a bad guy he has lots of money he wants a fighting tournament to see who the king of fighters is and mm-hmm. um so that kind of brings everyone kind of who's at the top of their game to join into the fight and um each of the characters kind of represents like a different fighting style and typically a a different country so um you know ken represents the united states chun li represents um shanghai or china uh, Ryu, instead of a world traveler, but he represents Japan, and you know, you you kind of see it's it's very you know it it doesn't take a a lottery to understand what's going on here, right? And uh, they just kind of they just kind of fight. Um, yeah, so you know, those are kind of the 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 base kind of hey, like this is this is what's going on. This is this is the nuts and bolts of the game, and um, it's it's very much so a, a cultural phenomenon. Like I. Like I exclaimed earlier, the the Hadouken is very much in the the vernacular. You could say that to to any normie who doesn't play video games. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's from that one dude that shoots fireballs." Yeah. Um, and it's uh-huh. it's very you know, Street Fighter has become uh, almost ubiquitous. You know, even to the point that it's um, you know invaded Western uh, cinema and Western TV shows. There's there's movies, there's TV shows, right? Uh, there's there's animated series. Um, so it's it's very popular, and to this day, Street Fighter and um, and all its all its spinoffs are, are are very are very 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 popular. So you know about the Jackie Chan commercial, right? No, tell me about um, it. So so obviously this is a, a foreign commercial, but the story is that Jackie Chan goes to an arcade, and he starts playing Street Fighter, and then characters start jumping like i don't know out of the wall and start fighting him and every and he starts dressing up as different street fighter characters so <laughs> first he's ryu then he dresses up as chun li um and then i think he's a, a guile at one point and that is the commercial for street fighter 2 in the east <laughs> that's i mean if that doesn't sound like the most jackie chan thing you've ever heard then uh, you're not listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think that just kind of points to the um, the extent of the reach, you know, and the popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I am really hoping we can jump into, I don't know, there's two directions I want to go. Either the movie, which mm-hmm. um, Fatal Fury had a movie too, and I, 
I wish I had time to look up um, its reception, but we all know about the Street Fighter movie, which spawned the Street Fighter movie, the game, which was closer <laughs> to Mortal Kombat than it was to actual Street Fighter. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a game based on a movie based on a game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And which the is movie wild was horrible, but the game did worse than the movie. Interesting. And so fun story. Back and when Blockbuster was a thing, um, you could rent a Sega Saturn for three days. <laughs> they actually they actually made you do like a hundred dollar deposit. So that's uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and then you paid like thirty dollars to like keep it for three days. Um and but you could get three games with it. And one of those games I got was um it was the Street Fighter the movie the game. And I thought that the graphics looked amazing because they were based off of real character models. Mm-hmm. Um, but little little did I know I was actually playing Trash that was an embarrassment to the Street Fighter series and it also had some some weird new character named Sonata who had oh. like he had one line in the movie so they created a whole character around him makes sense yeah so that's my that's my Street Fighter the movie the game <laughs> knowledge yes so apparently Uh, the arcade version was supposed to be like mortal Kombat with like blood and but it like did even worse so that the sega saturn and playstation version they totally um remade it oh really (laughs) sounds about right um also i have uh, um, a minor correction for something that i stated earlier about uh street fighter 89 uh it the reason that you're probably not familiar with it is because it was rebranded and it was called Final Fight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Final Fight was supposed to be the uh, the sequel to Street Fighter, uh, but they they marketed it as uh, Street Fighter '89, and that didn't sell well. They just changed it into Final Fight, and they they made a uh, they kept going with the Street Fighter. Beautiful. Um. It's also worth noting that Street Fighter 2 has over, I want to say, over 80 different spinoffs. Um, yeah. Yeah, so someone would go into the arcade and then add, like, a chip or and update it. So one update would give you, like, six colors and would balance out a character. Another update would add M. Bison and Vega and Balrog and... And all those guys. Another one would like add Akira, but you had to play the game for like thirty hours before right. you could unlock them. Right, right. And I think the Dreamcast had a Japanese-only version called Street Fighter Two for matching service online. Ooh, um, which is like only in Japan you could get this game. Right, right. I'm assuming you could play online with other people with the same copy. Yeah. That's really cool. Right over a modem. Man, that's, you know, that's pretty advanced for the time. Like that, that's really, that's that's cutting edge. So what we're trying to say here is these fighting games, they might seem like silly beat-em-ups, but they're pretty cutting edge. Yep. 
And so, uh, do you feel satisfied with your explanation of Street Fighter 2? Yeah, I think Street Fighter is one of those kind of games where it's just like a, it's good to get a, a cursory kind of... Everyone knows the story of Street Fighter. Everybody knows the characters. Everyone knows the movie. So it's good to just touch on all those things and maybe bring to light some, some you know, some hardcore facts and figures. But, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I mean, uh, I think maybe just the last thing that I would say is um, it's... It's super cool that they added characters like, like Chun Li and Cammy and stuff like that. It's cool to see, mm-hmm. like these female characters be just as tough and as strong as as the boys, as it right. Were. And they can, you know, they can take a punch and they can give one too. So, you actually jumped into a very good part, and that is the tension between um, uh, the iconic Chun Li. Mm-hmm. Who in every sequel her thighs got a little bit thicker? Yeah, man, she's got to do um, those helicopter kicks, man. Right. <laughs> and then we have the my character, who, uh, how can I say this? In every sequel, something got bigger, but I don't want to bring it up on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and also her fighting outfit wasn't very conducive yes. for fighting. Her her v her V neck got a little bit more V or, um, and she she kind of became, um, her backstory is that she's a kunoichi, which means is a a ninja that uses her body to deceive others so that she can kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game developers went two hundred percent into that role, and now um. All I, all I can say is um, she's just as she's kind of iconic in that way um, in the Fatal Fury series, though um, it's, it's not the most moral choice for a woman from <laughs> game developers. Right. And it's, you know, it's one thing for uh, a female individual to make that choice. It's another for a room full of sweaty men to make that decision for a a virtual character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it definitely, so he, it definitely has the stench of fan service. But Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Uh, do you know her, uh, her catchphrase after uh, she wins? I, I do not, but I feel like it's going to be groan-inducing. Uh, it's me bouncy. <laughs> uh, oh, so <laughs> she'd say that with a smile and confidence. Um. And she's kind of the running joke of when in the future Fatal Fury and King of Fighters games, uh, when she has dialogue with other characters, they're like, they always say something like, you're wearing that to the fight? Yikes. Um, And then she gets offended. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, So also, um, just as a... A, a maintenance thing for our our people listening. This is the the portion of our podcast where we're talking about you know kind of negatives or critiquing rather the the product. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, I can jump right. Well, first of all, let me just stay by saying that no one on this podcast wants you to Google my. Um, we don't want you to say my cosplay, my fan art. 
Um, we just want you to take our word that uh, as the game progresses, um, she's she's pretty clean in the Fatal Fury 2, which is why we can praise it and bless it. Um, but um, as the game progresses, she becomes more and more eye candy, which is why we say, you know, just stay away. Um, and while you're at it, stay away from Cammy too. Um, just to throw that in. In fact, you know, <laughs> stay away from all fighting games. If you, if you care about purity at all, just, you know, play, uh, I don't know, Harvest Moon or something. Yeah, play Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now we can just jump right into the three reasons that this game, Fatal Fury 2, shines like a star in the heavens of fighting history. Yes. Now, if this game got to be as popular as Street Fighter 2, um, these are the things we would be praising it for and calling it the best for. Mm-hmm. So, um, first, right off the bat, is the fighting diversity. Um, so, SNK takes its fighting styles very seriously. Uh, they're authentic. Um, they're still very arcadey, and you can throw fireballs and you can, you know, disappear and all that junk. But at least they want their characters to be part of an authentic. Uh, fighting discipline. So from Taekwondo to Matador fighting to bow staff techniques, um, this game really knows what fighting is and how to implement it. Um, Yeah, you still get your projectiles and flaming punches and your go wild kick. (laughs) Um, But at least the game nails down the very diverse martial arts that exist in a fighting game. And we have to give them kudos for that, that they just didn't, they didn't go for like ninja guy, karate man, army dude. Mm. Um, So number one, fighting diversity. Um, Should I continue? Yeah, go for it. All right. Number two, the fighting innovation. Uh, we already talked about it a uh, little, but Fatal Fury is not just another clone trying to pump out a bunch of Ryus and Kens who throw fireballs and spin kicks. There's the innovative two-plane stage arenas, which give you a brand new strategy. Players can jump back and forth between fighting planes or even knock the other player into the background. There's also the first use of arenas that have traps in them where you can throw a player into an electric fence or you can throw them into bulls that are stampeding. So uh, that was kind of a brand new thing at the time. Um, Fatal Fury 2 is the first fighting game to popularize desperation moves. So when your player was low on health, uh, you could do a move to kind of save yourself. Unfortunately, these moves were like almost impossible to do, but uh, just knowing that they were there was probably comforting. Um, <laughs> and also, you could do counter evasion attacks, where moves you could do right after you blocked an attack, which um, Street Fighter did not have until Street Fighter Three. Yeah. So, um, and just the Fatal Fury special game is the first fighting game 
to be a crossover with other titles. So they kind of, they're first on the map for that one. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, and I think something that is, is worth pointing out, and this kind of applies to both, uh, both these, these games, is that they're, they're very much so, there's a good relationship between kind of everyone involved uh, with these games. So there's been there's a lot of crossovers that you can play um, with these characters. You know, there's a there's an SNK uh, Capcom crossover where you can play as a Street Fighter mm-hmm. and the you know the the Fatal Fury guys, Final Fury guys. Um, you know, and they you know they appear in each other's games, and there's there's you know there's there's a lot of cross kind of appeal to to all these characters, and they you know kind of appear in each other's games, which is cool. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you guys have also heard of the, you know, the classic SNK versus Capcom or SNK versus and Capcom versus X-Men or, or whatever the games are. So there's, there's, yes. there's a big, huge library of, of these games like crossing over with each other. Right. And it, we would be doing um, a harm not to bring up the King of Fighters series, which started in 94 and has gone up until 2003 and then has made one um, continuing 2013. Mm. Um, and those are always like a big love letter to all the fighting games that SNK has created. And yeah. usually it's dominated by Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. A bunch of other characters that I don't even know where they came from. Um, right. But, you know, SNK has been around for over 30 years, so they have a backlog. But uh, every every year you can get into the the King of Fighters tournament. Um, another game that's impossible to win, and I don't know how to do any of the moves. <laughs> Fair, yeah, no, there's yes. definitely a a learning curve for those, and um, yeah, and and you know these these games are you know a lot of the the modern games that you think of like the Dead or Alive's or the Tekken's and and, and stuff like that they. They kind of all owe themselves to these games that we're talking about, right? I mean, three like like you know like three dimensional kind of fighters like Soul Calibur and Tekken wouldn't exist without right. Fatal Fury, right? Yeah, you know these these guys are laying the groundwork for today's top fighting games. It's true, very true. So, my third, I'm ready for my third and final. Um, praise, and that is the Neo Geo itself. Okay. So, they built... Fatal Fury was built based on this beautiful, super expensive console. Um, 100 megabits of graphics was always the praise. Um, You could only play it at arcades unless you had that rich boyhood friend who owned a Neo Geo. And that's how you knew he was rich. <laughs> um, my friend Dave, um, his dad was like the top used car salesman. <laughs> and all he, all he knew how to do was, uh, all he could do was rent one for a couple days. Um, wow. So Neo Geos were expensive and they boasted 100 megabits, 100 megabit games. Uh, that was unheard of. In uh, in Super Nintendo um, games, 
that were far, far smaller. Um, and SNK was the perfect, created the perfect console to play its super technical games. Um, other fighters had to rely on the Super Nintendo or the Genesis or even the Game Boy to get their arcade perfect ports. And everyone knows that the best place to go to get a Street Fighter 2 port was DOS. Um, if you look up the DOS version of Street Fighter 2, it's not half bad. Except you're playing on a keyboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyone who had the Neo Geo was getting the perfect port to the arcade. Um, so the Neo Geo is actually the equivalent of that, that one computer gamer who brags about modding his PC with water cooling tubes because um, his graphics card is way too powerful. That, that was the Neo Geo of the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the height of, of, of technology. And it's... Mm -hmm. um, so what is its connection with uh, the Dreamcast? Is it like its predecessor? Well, no, the Dreamcast um, released a lot of uh, King of Fighters games and okay. Fatal Fury games. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were near on perfect. So you, you couldn't really get the best um, Neo Geo game ports until you had the Dreamcast, unless you were able to buy the Neo Geo itself. Okay. That makes but The PlayStation makes did a good job, too. I don't want to bash yeah. on that. But Dreamcast was just way better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if only we could live in a world where we, we were getting, everyone was excited for the Dreamcast 5 instead of PlayStation 5. But right. that being said, yeah, yeah, PlayStation is definitely the, the, the spiritual successor to kind of all those things that are coming out of Japan. Um, it's, mm -hmm. Yeah, like the PlayStation is definitely the, um, you know, because the, the, obviously it's, being, it's been made by Sony. Um, but it, it's kind of like the, the spiritual successor for all things Sega and Dreamcast and all those sort of yeah. things. Well, Nintendo has kind of just been like this, the one weird quirky company that doesn't really do <laughs> what everyone mm -hmm. else is doing, and they're just kind of chilling. Um, right. Um, but I, I think that's kind of why you see a lot of a lot of fighting games get ported over to to kind of PlayStation. And, you know, even in, you know, the PlayStation 2 it, during its, its heyday, like, it was definitely the, the home to, to the fighting games and, mm -hmm. you know, the Tekkens and the Dead or Alive's and Soul Calibers and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a, there's a rich legacy of, of video games, uh, consoles being tied to these kind of arcade cabinet fighters and, um, you know, we wouldn't have the games that we have today if not for, you know, Street Fighter and the, the Neo Geo mm -hmm. and all, all the above. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You have the Neo Geo now, which you can actually get like a mini, a mini Neo Geo, <laughs> um, which has these games as perfect ports. You can get Metal Slug, Fatal Fury, uh, mm. Samurai Showdown. Nice, and it's like it's like a little mini screen, and it's set up like a mini uh, arcade. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, that's really cool. It'll set you back a hundred dollars, and but there you go. 
Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Um, so, Adam, tell us why um, Street Fighter isn't as good as people remember. Man, uh, and this is this is going to be... I feel like this is tougher than the other ones that we kind of talked about. I think mm-hmm. Star Wars has some obvious flaws that everyone can really point to. Um, and, uh, I mean, Avatar was a little bit tougher, I think, too, to kind of talk about, just because it's, it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for Street Fighter, um, I guess you got to start with um, the character designs are pretty generic. I mean, there's literally a, a reskin of a character uh, Ryu and Ken. <laughs> yeah. Um, so don't I forget. Mean, um, what is the 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 third one? They made uh, a Akuma. I, oh, Akuma. Yeah, he's yes. like the dark. He's like the dark side of Ryu or something. Yes. Or he's got like yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So there, you know, there's a lot of unoriginal kind of generic characters and. Um, you know, they, they play off some some not too not too PC stereotypes. Like, um, you know, E Honda is you know your generic Japanese sumo wrestler, and mm-hmm. you know it's you know it's I mean I don't know like it's it's not to the point where it's like problematic, but it's definitely it's definitely you know you probably couldn't make the game original <laughs> in this day and age. Um, right. Yeah. So the character designs are just kind of. Generic and, and one note characters. There's no yes. there's no real depth. Ryu is what you see. He's a gi and he fights. Like that's that's his character. Right. Um uh I guess and secondly is um you know, when you think fighting games, you think of these big flashy kind of like air juggling combos, these overpowered kind of screen filling combos or like screen filling abilities. And I mean, more the more recent ones, the more recent Street Fighters are you know starting to approach that. But Street Fighter Two wasn't really about that. It wasn't about like these big, huge, flashy combos. It was very like technical, and it was more about the fundamentals of of, of fighting. Um, so you know, my my second point being, um, yeah, like Street Fighter isn't as flashy as some of the other games on the market. The, you know, mm-hmm. the moves, the moves, the move set is again kind of generic. There's not as much diversity in its in its um in its moveset um but you know you, you think of games like like tekken or you think of of games uh you know any, any kind of like fighting like the dragon ball z fight beat up games that you see now like you see these awesome screen filling super yeah. fireball abilities you're like whoa that looks so cool and then if you try to play street fighter 2 you're like oh this little tiny Hadouken fireball kind of yes. spurts out on the screen, and it's it's not very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so the the game is is a little bit more technical focused instead of you know it kind of takes away from some of its arcadey elements that are, that make those beat 'em ups so fun. Um, and last but certainly not least is uh, its movie. The movie is an affront to film. <laughs> It's an affront to acting. It's an affront to God. It, <laughs> um, it's um, it's it's horrifying. It's just the worst. Um, yes. It's. I, I mean, you think the the Mortal Kombat movie is bad? Wait till uh-huh. you see the Street Fighter movie. I mean, 
John Claude Van Damme's character in this is supposed is he plays Guile. Yes. <laughs> who is supposed to be American, but he's got like a weird European accent the entire time. Right. It's like this person's not American. What's happening? Right. And like, you know, all the characters are um they all somehow all speak perfect English even though, you know, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be Japanese, Chinese, they're supposed to be, you know, from India. Like Yes. How do all these people just know and speak perfectly in English? And uh, Ryu and Ken take, uh, you know, these are the main characters. These are the main boys for Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of take a back seat. They're not really that important in the movie. Right. Uh, you know, Guile definitely takes front and center. Yeah. Did you know Cammy was in it? Because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I did not. I did not. Yeah, know. and I did can't you know remember what Chun Li did. She's at the all. reporter. She's the reporter. Okay. Um, I think she she also so we'll talk about uh, my favorite scene from that movie in a little bit. But um, there's a bit where um, d- oh, did you know that Dollism is in the movie too? He's like no. he's a <laughs> he's a scientist and he only has a couple of lines and I don't think he fights. The only way that you can know Dollism is in the movie is by looking for the credits or watching it with subtitles. Because if you watch it with subtitles, it names his character Dollism. <laughs> he yes. looks he looks nothing like his character in the game. Um, but my my favorite sequence in the movie is when Chun Li is kind of so her so her E Honda and Bison are all they're canonically in game are are in game in the movie are world renowned kind of martial artists mm-hmm. but all three of them are somehow they all work together as reporters oh my gosh <laughs> and they're investigating M. Bison for war crimes and then they get kidnapped <laughs> so yeah. so there's a bit there's like a, a situation where Chun-Li has now been captured and uh, she's kind of like in uh, M. Bison's lair kind of think you know princess leia and java the hut sort of situation yes or um m bison is just kind of like monologuing at her and and chun li chun li became a reporter to because she wanted to get revenge on m bison for destroying her father's uh her father's uh village like growing up so you know m bison starts monologuing at her and then chun li is like no i hate you you're the you know you're the worst like my my father died fighting you, and so will I. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to, like, don't you remember all the, the pain and suffering that you've caused? And then Bison says, <laughs> he replies, I have no memory of what happened, of, of that happening, uh, because the day that M. Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. <laughs> but for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And it might be the best line ever delivered in a movie ever. And it's it's just, it's so bad. It's so, yes. uh, it's, it's, oh, also mind you, uh, while he's saying that, he's making a drink. So he's got like a drink shaker in his hand. Right. And he pours out like these two mimosas and he gives one to Judley as he delivers the line. And it's just, <laughs> it's just, oh, it's beautiful. If you guys haven't seen the Street Fighter movie, do yourself a favor and watch it. Mm-hmm. But just know it's yeah. an affront. It's an affront to all to, to movies and it's an affront to God and it's 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 awful. It's 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 a bad movie. 
Right. Absolutely. And uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, he he pulls out like this controller, like this arcade controller, uh, to as part of his evil plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fights Guile. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he, he does. He use it to control Blanca, or I don't know. He uses it to for something. I don't. I can't remember. It actually looks like it has like the word Street Fighter written on it, and it has like the <laughs> iconic like globe on it with the character select screen. That's incredible. I love yeah. that. So, oh, wow. It's it's yeah. It's it's awful. It's I mean everything that you think about when you think of a bad movie. It's in Street Fighter. The same extras in every scene, check. Corny dialogue, check. A non-existent plot, check. Right. No, no actual tournament. Let's check. go over the fact that the, the whole premise of the game is not even in the movie. <laughs> um, there's a bit where E Honda and um, somebody else, I can't. I think Balrog, are mm-hmm. um, in prison, and E Honda is getting whipped. And he just does, mm-hmm. he knows, he knows cells getting whipped. Um, yes. <laughs> and then at the, uh, after, after all uh, the, they, they have like an aside and Balrog's like, man, doesn't that hurt? <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then E Honda goes, no, as part of my sumo training, I train my mind to wander. So I feel no pain. <laughs> and I'm like, is that really part of <laughs> sumo wrestling? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yes. Do they, do they whip each other in sumo contests? <laughs> right. Like, why is he so used to this? <laughs> oh, man. And it's great. Uh, there's a bit also where Ihonda kind of like jackknife power bombs a bad or Zangief through the floor mm-hmm. and they fall and they just disappear off screen, never to be heard from again, except. Except he shows up again later on, no explanation to how he survived. Right. <laughs> Zangief is dead, but he survived. They fell off like a cliff. Yes. <laughs> like what is it's it's awful. I can't this 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 episode quickly turned into this movie. Um, right. and we don't want to spend too much time on it. But do yourself a favor and watch it. Yes. Also on YouTube, there's the free live action Fatal Fury movie too. Ooh, is it is so, it better? Um, it was definitely made for DVD. Okay, okay. And I'm pretty sure Canada was in charge of all of its production values. And Yikes. also, they never played the game before. <laughs> I mean, yes. to be fair, neither did the people that made Street Fighter. <laughs> right. So uh, check out both of them and then uh, hate yourself. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, either... Um, Watch it with friends so you can make fun of it. Just don't, you know, like drinking, don't do it alone. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, with that said, I think um, I, I think we, we can uh, open up our machine that looks into alternate dimensions. Absolutely. And we can uh, take a look at a world where Fatal Fury was more popular than Street Fighter. And I'm so glad you ended on that note adam um our scene actually takes us between the director and jean claude as they talk about the fatal fury movie which would come out in 1995 beautiful so you know let me let me just feed in these uh these moon pies into our machine Mm, perfect and uh don't forget to use the uh the sun drop uh 
Mountain Dew knockoff soda. Oh, absolutely. That's the fuel. We need the alkalines from that. Okay, so uh, we're going to take you to <clears throat> a conversation between the director and Jean-Claude Van Damme as they talk about the Fatal Fury script. And we'll be there in three, two, one, go. <coughs> okay, uh, we just got the green light from SNK, and we can start shooting the Fatal Fury movie. All right, Jean-Claude, we're going to need to start with your scenes. Uh, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to play as Terry Bogard in the world's best fighting game. It is an honor. I just have a few questions about my character. Okay, let's hear them. Most of my lines are me yelling, all right, come on, and game on. Is Terry Bogard a spokesperson for Mountain Dew? That's the beauty of it, Jean-Claude. Terry thinks like every American street fighter. That is my other question. What style of fighting is Street Fighter? You know I'm an expert in uh, Kion Do in uh, Muay Thai. Uh, yeah, you're not going to need any of that. All you need is to punch the ground and yell, Come on! Our effects team will fill it in with fire. So I guess my character is more story-oriented. Oh, yeah, of course. Fatal Fury has always been a story. It's... It's about vengeance, payback, and endurance in the human, uh, the human spirit. Wait till you see Geese Howard. Wait, what? Geese Howard? Like the official bird of Canada geese? Oh yeah, he's, he's the biggest fighting threat ever in the story. Uh, imagine a, a businessman with slicked black hair. Uh, slicked back hair and a medium build. It gives me shivers just thinking about it. I thought maybe the final antagonist would be something cool like a Russian tyrant with psycho powers. That sounds lame. Uh, will it make you feel better if we add, like, a matador? Can we please get on with the scene? Uh, also, Raul Julia has to be on the set of Adam Family Values in about an hour. Uh, hold on, one more question. I was uh, talking with some of my supporting actors, and they're not happy. Can you explain the character of Mai? Uh, Scarlett Johansson is very appalled by her. I don't understand why. She is the, the she's the coolest fighting female in gaming today. She's she's a ninja, a master of karate, uses her body to boost sales through fan service. Yeah, it's the last one. Uh she has to wear a very skimpy kimono and say me bouncy in a very ditzy voice. She mentioned something about poor physics too. Um, Jean Claude, can you please let me do the thinking? Fatal Fury is not just some mindless action flick. It's the best fighting game with the greatest story on the best system. And I seriously hope that I can afford a Neo Geo after I get paid for this movie so I can play it. I can't afford one either. I do have a Super Nintendo that plays Street Fighter 2. It's an okay bottom shelf product, but I always feel like I'm missing out on the best graphics, controls, and innovation. All right, let's start from the top. These obese martial arts gym, uh, gym-owned fighters Enter the, the Hong Kong bar, and he, he says that he just had a wrestling match with Big Bear. Now say your line. Come on, get busy, go time. Time is now, go wild. Okay, uh, Keith Howard runs in and says, I killed your dad. Me bouncy. John. Sorry, I was reading the wrong line. Get wild. And cut. Beautiful. Oscars, here I come. That's a wrap. Roll Julia. You're doing amazing. I can't believe I turned down the role of Dalsium. And seed. And seed. Wow. Michael. Not much has changed. 
Honestly, no, not that much. Not that much has changed. <laughs> I I actually think it's a curse to be the number one fighting game. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's real tough. <laughs> and you know, I, I have some I have some thoughts on this. I mean, I think it's it's a very niche genre, so you got to kind of resort to um, you know, you got to resort to things that get your game sold. You know, like Dead yeah. or Alive has the unfortunate physics and their live action movies horrible too <laughs> so more of the story is don't watch fighting game fighting adaptation movies um yeah but no i, I think it's you know the fighting game genre is, is very important and if you're a fan of video games like me and mike are like you we owe a lot to, to these games and they should be celebrated uh-huh. yes and games like tekken um, games like Virtua Fighter and Mortal Kombat all owe um, at least something to these fighting games. No, it's it's very true, and you know we you know the the video game landscape wouldn't exist in the way it does now without these games. And I think it's easy also to forget that you know Capcom and SNK like these 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 video game producers were you know the AAA titles of. of their time uh-huh. you know it's only you know recently in the last 10 years that kind of snk has kind of um lost its popularity outside of japan yeah i mean you can scour you can scour the fan service boards and you'll find some diehard fans um we're out there there's some people that swear that neo geo was the only one worthy of making video games in the 90s um, some people think King of Fighters is the best fighting game you'll ever play today. Um, we we pray for those people. We <laughs> we ask for their speedy recovery. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 a tough world. It's a tough world we got to live in. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I think I think the theme that we can kind of land on today's episode is. Just the idea that we, we owe a lot to these games. And if you're a fan of video games and you're a fan of fighting games, definitely give um, these games a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the past and honor it. Um, enjoy bottom shelf products that are just as good as their competitor. And don't stare too much at my. That's, <laughs> that's what we can walk away with. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which is unfortunate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stay safe out there. Yeah, man. Wear a mask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not to get too political. Um yeah, so this has been um this has been our, our, our episode, man. I, I really enjoy um I really enjoy doing these. I really enjoy um you know, doing all this research and like getting into it because you know, like I said at the start, like no, I'm not the biggest, you know, I'm not the biggest fighting fan, but it was cool to see, you know, just the thumbprint that each of these companies have, have left on the, the game industry. Right. And I, I know someone who's getting a Neo Geo Mini for Christmas. <laughs> Is it you? Uh, well, yes, but I'll let you borrow it on the weekends. Okay. Perfect. That sounds good. We'll have to figure out custody of the Neo Geo yes. Mini. I'm, I'm still... I'm still saving up enough money to get the the loan. <laughs> so yeah, I I, have... so you can have one. 
yeah. I, I looked up how much a Neo Geo cabinet is, and it was like mm-hmm. four grand. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, ridiculous. Man. Like, how, that's how crazy. Did, how did, like, uh, like, all of our mini golf um, entertainment places in the city had one? How did they afford one without going, like, negative and something Amen. that cost 50 cents? Um, how did you ever make your money back on a Neo Geo? I mean, I don't know. It's probably like a rental system with like a loan. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you also got to consider inflation. Like how much was 50 cents worth in the 80s? <laughs> well, yeah. Probably a lot. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that the biggest the biggest thing to come out of this episode is I I just want arcades to come back, man. They should they should definitely uh make a resurgence. Um but what happens when you tr- you tried uh Adam your voice completely faded. Yeah. Um, Yikes. You cut out too, so that was that was not good. Okay, yeah, folks, this is what happens when you try to do any type of podcast over a spectrum internet. Um, yeah. God have mercy. God have mercy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that's been our episode, and we hope that you enjoyed it and you learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And re- remember, uh, always keep your eyes on the bottom shelf. <laughs> it's true. It's where the deals are. Yes. <laughs> Uh, join us next time where we talk about how uh, Ninja Turtles 3 was better than Ninja Turtles 1 <laughs> that, that's a promise we, you know we can't keep fine fine Yes, Fila over Nike that's our, <laughs> that's our next our, episode that's our, that's our grand finale we're going to build up to that yeah no because you know me and Mike we're just Yes. experts on <laughs> sneakers yeah we're, we're gonna get uh we're gonna get pele to be a guest <laughs> on our show what I, i'm calling it right now we're getting okay. pele man okay. oh man what a get <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man well thanks for hanging out with us i hope you learned something and we'll we'll catch you uh, in the next episode all right bye-bye we'll see you